Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Carl, today we are in our second phase of our decision-making podcast. That's right. We want to become more effective decision-makers, which does not mean right decisions more often than wrong decisions. We're not going to even play that game. We're just trying to be better decision-makers so that we're assessing what's going on and making a decision repeatedly and getting where we want to go. And we've been talking about decision-making as part of our No Excuses Leadership podcast. And we've been talking about how to be a better leader, we need to be better decision makers. And last week we talked about being intentional. We're going to be very focused and articulate on the outcome. And that's what we're about. So that we're going to be able to discern and distinguish between a lot of the confusing and complicating issues that would cloud our ability to make a decision. And we're also going to stay grounded in reality so that our perceptions are based on facts and real data and our perceptions are clear. So today we're actually going to introduce the concept of decision-making based on the world around us. So we have the ideal sort of decision-making strategy and really in being intentional, we want to dissect our decisions, have a purpose. But today we're talking about the other factors in making a decision. The clock, the all real clock that just keeps ticking and doesn't stop for anyone. So decision-making not only has to be intentional, has to be timely. And these are not either-ors. These reside in tension with each other. And so time cannot just slip by. It cannot wait until you have all the data to make the ideal decision. That's why we gave up the goal of coming up with the perfect decision. So we have to get moving. As we said two weeks ago, to not make a decision or to postpone a decision is a decision of its own. That decision is very costly. In this category of timeliness, you almost have to define the type of decision that you're making. That's right, because timely does not mean just all decisions need to be made right away. So what we're going to do is we're going to work with three categories and give people some hooks to hang their hats on and to think about this. And they're a little arbitrary, but for purposes of discussion, we're going to talk about the crisis, something that's going on right now. And if you don't act, if you don't make a decision, if you don't do something, it's just going to escalate and get worse. So for those, the issue of timeliness is very short. You do not have the luxury of long data collection. Then we've got the situation where something's not working, something's not going as it should, and we're trying to figure out what's wrong. So there, we have a little bit of time. We can check things out, ask around. We don't want that to drag on either, and we need to come up with an alternative and try something else. So that's the functional situation. And then we kind of have our more long-term structural issues, something in the system that needs to change, and we're not sure what it is. And so there, we have little more luxury of the time, and it's more important that we do our homework and think through all the issues. So in each case, timeliness is defined differently. So really, the decision has to be appropriate to the amount of time that you have to make the decision. Exactly. And that works stated the other way around, too, that depending on what kind of situation you find yourself in, you may not have all the time that you'd like to have to make the best decision possible. And you may have to go ahead and decide with limited information. So let's talk about the crisis decision. What are the things that you really have to consider then? What are the important things then in being intentional about that decision based on something that has to be, you know, on a time that's immediate that you would have to consider? We've already said we're outcome focused and results. So something's happening that needs to stop or change immediately. And you just 
have to stop it. It might be a behavior. It might be something dangerous. It might be something going wrong in a relationship with a client. And it just needs intervention. And you just have to stop it. So there, the action that needs to happen right away is intervention. But boy, oh, the fallout from that could affect multiple things and multiple people, and multiple other processes. But we don't have the luxury of taking those all into account yet. So we have to be prepared to deal with that afterwards. But that would be an example when you need to intervene and decide something right away. Now that's on the negative side. On the positive side, maybe there's an opportunity that's come along that's limited. A small window of opportunity, maybe a deal, maybe a relationship. You found out in conversation that somebody's just about to head down a direction um, with someone else and you'd prefer that they head down that direction with you and you need to decide, you need to commit, you need to get involved right away if you're going to take advantage of that opportunity. And if you want to research it, if you want to see if you got the resources, whether you can meet it or not, the opportunity is just going to pass you by. And so you need to make another decision based on limited information. So either end of the spectrum, time is not always on your side. And this is really another puzzle to really defining what kind of decision you're making, sort of dissecting it as we talked about last week. You could make a better decision if you had an infinite amount of time and an infinite amount of data to collect, but you don't. So really you're going to make a decision that's the best one for the amount of time that you have. That's right. You're going to cut yourself off at some point, and you're trying to cut yourself off and make the decision as soon as possible. We could throw that out as a rule of thumb, but it's assessing what's appropriate for that point that takes a little more discernment. Then if you have a more directional issue, do you want to go down this entire new business line, and it's not an opportunity where the window's about to close, and it's going to take a shift of resources that are currently committed in one place to dedicate them in this other direction, then you need to work that through a little more and you need to give yourself more time. And then you may choose to give up an opportunity that's going to pass you by because the decision involves a larger shift that's going to affect more things. You choose to move it into this more long-term directional category, miss the current opportunity to make the strategic shift. And we talked about last week about sort of getting outside of our own constraints as decision makers. And I think really defining a time frame for a decision helps to sort of take the pressure off of an unrealistic pressure. So either I need to make this decision now based on the time that I have, it's the best decision I can make at the time, or I need to take my time with this decision. I need to plot out all my possibilities and make the best decision. And so I think that really helps in what we've been calling dissecting the decision. That's right. And what we're doing is we're shifting responsibility of all this discerning to you, the leader, no excuses. This is your stuff. Instead of just giving you another set of voices that you're trying to listen to, oh, under this leadership model, I'm supposed to make the decision as soon as possible and make it myself. And under this model, I'm supposed to take as much time as possible and collaborate with as many people on the team as possible. You know, all those voices are fine to listen to. But as you suggested, if they're taking the onus off of you, it's confusing. So what we want to do is empower people to make that discernment themselves and be able to look at the spectrum of time and strategic decision and make a call and go with that call. But then don't stop thinking. This is so helpful, particularly when you talked about passing up an opportunity. Sometimes that feels like we make a rash decision in order not to pass up an opportunity, but that may not be the right decision for us. It may be that we decide to not make a decision or to not take an opportunity because it's not right. That's right. You're deciding whether something's crucial 
and highly time sensitive, a positive crisis, or if it's more directional and strategic and needs more time and you know more information, and then you choose to live with the consequence of whichever way you go. But we're not going to call one of the ways right and one of the ways wrong. We're going to call them that they have their advantages and disadvantages, and you need to discern, you need to think about, you need to make a call on what's going to get the time and energy. Well, I love it. I love how these pieces are coming together, Carl, in being really a more confident, deliberate decision maker. And I love the way it's helping to define decisions. It's not these scary things, because I'm a person that views decisions as sort of scary things, limiting my options, doing this, you know, sort of putting Mm -hmm. pressure on Mm -hmm. me. And I love the way this is sort of taking that outside of myself and helping me to see them in a different light. So next week, we're going to be talking about the decision maker and poise. That's right. Having a low center of gravity and having a stance that's not pressured. To me, it sounds a little vague, but it's actually incredibly concrete. And I think people are really going to enjoy our conversation. Well, and as always, you're discussing these topics on the web at boldenterprises.com. Feel free to comment on the blog and we'll see you next week as we continue our series. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production. 